bless you guys. Uh, thanks for coming. Uh, Pat, just you're so welcome. Thank you so much. And uh, it'll be all right. It's okay. You'll have fun. <laughs> all right. So uh, welcome. Uh, new friends, old friends, medium new friends. <laughs> uh, bless you guys. Thanks for coming tonight. Second, second time friends, third time, third time, I think, probably third time friends, yeah. Once you, once you, you go, go someplace for three times and you eat with them once and, you know, it's starting to get serious. Yeah. Uh, bless you. Um, this is here. Okay, if any of you got any uh, uh, get offering or, or ties you want to give, there's a little red box around the corner. You can also uh, give on, online with Tidely. T-I-T-H-E dot L-Y, and um, we sure appreciate that. Appreciate it for the, the blessing it is in your life, too. We're going to talk about giving, not tonight, but uh, pretty quick here. I've been looking through it and, and discovering some things that bless my heart about it. I've kind of been a neglectful pastor about giving, not in the giving part of it, but in teaching about it. So I'm taking a fresh look, and I'm pretty excited about it. I um, uh, have a... a, a a brief message I want to sow a very significant seed in, and then I want to do two other things today. Um, we just so appreciate uh, all of you coming and, and being here, and especially from Ecclesia Rio. Did I say that right? Ecclesia Rio? Rio. Rios. Rios. Rivers. Rivers, not just one river. Oh. Ah, okay, very good. Sorry. All right, I understood. I, I, I stand corrected. Yeah, okay. Well, and this is, this is partly what I want to do tonight. I want to sow a little uh, bit of scripture in to us, and then I've invited Nolan and Leticia to come up and explain that comment. <laughs> like, what is it that God did that caused you guys to uh, come and, and join us? And we've had some wonderful conversations about it, but most of the people here haven't heard that. And I want you guys to be able to hear it. Now, I put a time restriction on them, which is not nice of me. Uh, I'm going to really cut mine down. And the reason is, uh, this is normally, uh, in our uh, monthly schedule, this is normally the first uh, weekend of the month that we have an ascension. And our habit in the past has been to have that ascension after service lets out and we go on. Now, don't uh, if, you're, if you're new and you, you haven't heard the word ascension, uh, all that means is, is uh, going up. That's all it means. And if you remember, John was, was in the, um, uh, on the Isle of Patmos in the Spirit on the Lord's Day, and he heard a voice behind him that says, come up here. And uh, there's other things, uh, access that Jesus' finished work and current reign has given us to have encounters with him, to see things in the heavenly realms. I learned about it first, not under the name of ascension, but on the name of uh, uh, trips to heaven. <laughs> and I was with Jason, we were some others, and I was sitting on the steps at a church in California called Bethel. And um, a gal named Judy Franklin was saying, just close your eyes. Okay, I can do that. And uh, just ask Jesus if he'll invite you into his presence. And sure enough, he did. And it was a, a marvelous experience. It was a number of years ago. And then, as most of you know, uh, Nancy Cohen and, and Bob attend here when Nancy's in town. Bob's here almost all the time when he's not feeling under the weather. But uh, Nancy has a network uh, of ascensions and some amazing things. Tim and Meg are uh, part of that network. And 
we had one of the most extraordinary extensions on Thursday uh, ever. And so I've, what, I, what I've done is I, I've realized that God is kind of up in the ante on ascensions a little bit. And so I want to give some time to it today as a part of the service instead of after the service. Because I know it's, it gets late and it's cold and life you don't want to stay after. And I don't blame you for that at all. So that's the reason of the time restriction. We're going to try to wrap up here pretty quickly. So I'm going to run through just a couple of scriptures, if you'll indulge me. And it's about experiencing eternal life. And it's about experiencing it together. And it's about experiencing it now. Okay? One of the, the, the strategies that I believe the enemy has sown against uh, the church and against believers and against, uh, sort of against the Father, actually, through us, is, uh, through his children, is that he's redefined over the last several centuries, eternal life as a future event. Something for mañana, tomorrow. But it's not. It's something for now. When it's talked about now, it's talked about in the present. This is eternal life. We're going to see that in just a second. And I also think that he's tried to individualize it in our mind. We try to see our place in eternal life instead of our place in an eternal life alive today community and so we lose touch in a lot of ways with who we are um, remember Paul said in in the end of the love chapter what a strange place to put this admonition to at the end of the love chapter in chapter 13 he says we know in part and we prophesy in part that's because there's a part of us we, we that we there's a part of stuff about God that we don't know as individuals but somebody else does and we're built as a community so we can share those things. And it can be giftings, it can be knowledge, it can be experience, it can be all kinds of things. So experiencing eternal life together now. And now is, is not us trying to demand some super spiritual thing from God. Now is because we have the privilege of being born after Jesus died and rose again. <laughs> I mean, that's not any more complicated than that. So we have access to eternal life in a big way. So here's the... the thing that I, I want to call the simplicity of the age to come life. And I'm going to explain why I chose that. How's my Spanish on that? Does that make sense? Is it okay? Okay, good. Because that one was a tough one. I had to work at it a little bit. John chapter 17. This is eternal life. Now think about that statement. How many of you in your life in church have ever, have ever ha- had a big time emphasis in the teaching or stuff made about that verse. I personally have not, except when I was emphasizing it, trying to. But, but think about this. Everybody that comes to Christ is coming in part because they want eternal life in whatever form it takes in their head. You'd think that this would be like one of the most often preached about passages of Scripture ever, but I don't think it really is. I think it's pushed off so far to the future and so individualized that we don't even think about it. But what, so Jesus is praying to his Father and he says, This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom you've sent. When Jesus followed up on this assertion, this is eternal life, here's what it turned out to be. To know God and to know Jesus who he sent. Just that simple. So we are candidates to fully experience eternal life right now, right here, together with one another. Here's the source. 
back in John chapter 5, uh, Jesus was in, engaged in a, a question and answer session with the Pharisees and the teachers. And there was a lot of challenges there. And here's what he said. He said, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. It is these that testify about me, and you are unwilling to come to me so that you may have life. Now, that is a negative verse, obviously, explaining a negative situation. But I want you to see again how eternal life is accessed, how we get to it. So you search the scriptures, which is a good thing to do, but the expectation is they're going to deliver life to you. What they do is invite you to life. They, they teach you how to get to life. And I'm not saying you can't have the Holy Spirit create a rhema kind of word coming up in you, and it, it, it does all sorts of good things. And I'm not saying that the, the things that Jesus said, he said these words are spirit and life. So I'm not trying to diminish the legitimacy and the power of the Scripture to connect you with life. But eternal life is down here. Come to me so that you can have life. I was sitting there worshiping. It was so beautiful. I was thinking about it. and I, I, I mean, I was, I was worshiping. And then all of a sudden, I just realized every gathering can be an encounter with the living God who created the world. Is that incredible or what? And if that is true, why would you do something other than that in what you propose as a, a service of worship and a gathering of believers? Every gathering can be an encounter with God. So... Um, I just want to sow in here that eternal life is knowing God and knowing God comes through Jesus. Now, I know it's super basic and super fundamental, but here's what I wanted to say about us before I bring you guys up. We can see things in heaven differently. All of us are going to be able to, to, to look and see. And uh, the whole thing about taking trips to heaven, having prophetic visions, doing ascensions, um, even what we did during worship, Richard, is you just left room for the Holy Spirit to speak. He's going to speak to us individually, but themes do emerge. I mean, I know I've got a verse coming here that Laurel spoke about, about that living water and all that kind of stuff. So if you stay with it, God will reveal what he's doing, and he'll, he'll, uh, he'll create the value for every one of us. So um, we can see things differently in heaven. We can bring a different gift to ministry. You know, some are apostles, some are prophets, some are evangelists, pastors, teachers. Not all are apostles, are they? Not all speaking tongues, do they? I mean, all this that Paul talked about, don't freak out about that. Don't try to categorize everybody. Just realize that we all have the capacity to bring gifts. And sometimes those gifts are different. And, and, and we can all pray or serve differently. But coming to Jesus to experience him together and individually is eternal life, and it's eternal life right now. And so that's why I want you guys to hear what God spoke and said and led uh, Nolan, Leticia, and some of you others, what, why you're here. What, it, it's in response to something that God is doing. It's, it's, it's a response to the ability to know God, to hear his voice, and to do what he says. And so their coming and our being here is it's an eternal life thing. <laughs> It's, a, it's, it's an increase in the knowledge of the glory of God, which the Scripture says is going to cover the earth like the waters cover the seas. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. 
So, here's the verse. The spirit and the bride say come. This is down in Revelation 22, 17. And let the one who hears say come. And let the one who is thirsty come, and let the one who wishes take the waters of life without cost. And I thought that was cool in relationship to what the Lord was speaking through Laurel and this refreshing. And, and what, that, that was one of the reasons when I saw those two things kind of merge together that I wanted to make sure that we took advantage to wash away, not wash away the experience, not even wash away the grief per se, but wash away all that the world and the enemy and the flesh would seek to do to take that away. That's what we're doing here. And that cleansing, that washing away is a part of knowing who Jesus is and it's a part of living together and working together. So anyway, that's, uh, that's, what, I'm, that's what I want to sow. We are here to experience eternal life, not just to do church, not just to have a weekly peck-me-up on a spiritual note, and not to have a placeholder for eternal life sometime in the future. And it's scary because sometimes you experience life and it doesn't feel good, and you go, is this eternal life? I just had some time with some folks today who went through a very rough patch. I said, well, one of the things I said without breaking a confidence. I said, let's take a minute and see what has changed about who God is and how he sees you, what he did for you, and what the ramifications of that are. In the end of that little time, they said, wow, it's the first time I've felt hope in a little while since this thing blew up. So, praise God. That's eternal life. You know, Jesus said, he said, uh, uh, what do you say? <laughs> no, no, it's the one about uh, in this world you'll have tribulation. But be of good cheer. He said something after that too. Oh yeah, I have overcome the world. I got to confess to you guys, there was a time in my life of ministry that I actually, in my mind, thought, so what? Because I didn't know that I was connected in his life and carried in his life. But the so what is that I am in his life, and so are you. Amen. So why don't you guys come up here. Come up here. And um, where'd our mic go, Strong? Thank you. Would you like another stool, or you guys want to stand? Or Okay. All right, so let me, let me, let me be the mean guy. Uh, Fifteen minutes would carry you. Can you just wrap it up by that clock saying a quarter till? Uh, okay. Seven forty-five. All right. We'll have other times to share more. But all right. Blessings, you guys. Uh, my name is Nolan, and this is my wife Leticia Granberg. At... Gracias. Mm-hmm. Muy bien. <laughs> um, and uh, so, so yeah. Pastor Larry wants us to share uh, why we're here. Yeah, for any of you who who haven't heard that before. And so, well, my wife and I, we've been ministering here in Colorado Springs for like about a year, like a year and a half, something like that, um, over in like a small office space. Well, let's see. Well, it started even before that, but basically yeah, I was, was in a small office space and um, it was on Pikes Peak and Academy. Is that where it was? Yeah. And um and so I guess in multiple ways, God was, you know, kind of moving and, you know, in the way he does showing us in different ways, kind of pushing us that, that he had something more for us. And, um, 
And so, yeah, I was really, you know, he'd been speaking to us about unity and about, uh, you know, all, all that good stuff. And, and we were, yeah, we were kind of just feeling like, well, I feel like the time is up here, you know, like what's, what's next after this place, after this, you know, small little spot. I, I mean, I think God spoke to us in, in multiple different ways, like, you know, of a, a bigger congregation and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, you want to say something maybe? Yeah, actually, um, how everything started is we did an ascension, and we asked the Father what was our mountain, what he called us to do as a group. And on the seven mountains of the system of the world, he mentioned a couple of them, and there he gave us an instruction. He says there's people that he had for us to join them. And he says these people, which is you guys, have a specific sounds to release up on our mountains for us to make it, you know, and establish the government that he wanted to make through us. Then God say it, and he mean it. You know, when God says, he mean it. Like, he really wants you to do what he says. So we take that seriously, really seriously. We write it down, and we start talking about it. Well, there's people here. They're coming soon, and we're going to join them. So uh, we heard about these um, conferences on um, North Carolina. And when we, was, when we was getting ready to go there, I saw a vision. And I saw this place right here. And I saw that plastic cover of the, the music instruments over there before you guys made it, by the way. And um, I told my husband, we moving out of our place. He says, where? How? I say, I don't know. God, God gave me a vision. And this is why he spoke to my heart. This is the, the people that we're going to join. So we went to North Carolina, and we met amazing people in there. And we met Jill and Adina, yes. And they mentioned that they're going to be in Colorado Springs with this church named Joyland. And I got so excited, like, wow, that's awesome. Finally, there's people there that are talking the same language and, you know, doing the same thing. So it was so emotionally. But when we came the first, the first time here, I recognized the place. And I told my husband, I'm so excited. This is the place I saw in my vision. So right there, I asked the Lord, Father, is this the place? And I hear, I hear Pastor Larry's offer me the place, which I don't think he did. Later, I was like, maybe he, but why I hear that? So I came to my husband and I say, guess what? Pastor says, well, nice to meet you. And, you know, let's talk about it. Maybe you guys need a place. I was like, but the later that I, we keep talking, he didn't say anything. I was like, am I the one here that? Did he really say, and I haven't asked him if he really say it, but Lord says, so God says that. So then I told the group, I told all the people in the group, I say, people, we're moving. Before we talk to the pastor, <laughs> you know, we're moving, you know, God says, because God mean it. So then we, we definitely did that. And when you do God's will, you not fear. You don't feel scared. You don't like worry about anything. Everything is going to be great. Just because he said, you know, so we come and talk to him and explain him what was the father desire and we're here. 
So we expecting the best and the best and the best of the Father for every one of us has a group, has a church, has a body of Christ, and has a family. And this is the reason why we're here. Amen. So um, we, amen. Thank you, Jesus. So we're going to, we like to share some laws for you. Go ahead. I don't, I don't think I'm on. Okay, good. Can we just, those of us that didn't go through that process and didn't hear and didn't obey, can we just thank these guys for listening and obeying and setting such an example and doing something like that? I really believe this, and I want to keep punching it. The, the most basic, purest form of Christianity is to listen to Jesus and what he reveals about the heart of the Father and then do that. Just listen and do, listen and do. We would be so much further ahead as, as, a, as a community and as a body if those were the things we emphasized. And you guys chose to do that. So I just want to bless them. Amen. And you guys, you guys have to understand that it, it was, it's a process, not for us. But I did think about the people that it was coming to our groups, that it, that it, might, it might be not an easy transition. And it's still not as. Most of them, they haven't come yet. But we trust the Lord because he says so, you know. So I know it will be like, but we didn't even think about it. Okay, Lord, what about if these people say, no, we're not going with you guys. What is going to happen? Who's going to be our pastor? Who's going to, like, no, God says, and let's go. You know, just like Abraham style. Yeah, this is the people that really God can count with. There's so much things that God wanted to trust in us. But he just needs these people that God says, go for it. And you say, let's go. You don't question. You don't say, where? How? How am I going to survive? No, just, okay, Lord, I go. You told me, and I go. And this is what, what we did. So we told the pastor, we don't care if you just sit us there and you're going to be our pastors or pastor. We don't care. We just, got to, we just want to do God's will. We just going to get together and it's God directing us in what to do. So we have some laws to share with you guys since it's a new beginning, new year. And my husband and I, we're going to release those laws. Well, I was, I was going to say, let's just call them declarations, because I, I know uh, it might be kind of weird terminology, you know, but uh, I thought, okay, well. Yeah, so I'll say in Spanish, and, 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 um, and he will say in English, amen? So I encourage you to close your eyes and just uh, listen to the words and really try to engage with them, amen? So, um, una ley... Es una declaración para el entero universo. Um, so, so the, wait, that's a little bit close. So, um, so a, a law is, it's like a declaration for the whole universe. It's not personal, it is for the whole universe, which is sun, stars, planets, nature, animals, everything submit to the law. Una ley es un decreto que ha sido creado en las cortes celestiales de los diseños. Um, so, so a law is something that's been, it's been created in, in like the high courts of heaven. Una ley, una ley es para llamar tu identidad a la existencia. Uh, a law is, is something that, what? It's to call your identity to, to the existence. Mm -hmm. una, una ley es para llamar 
tu libertad a la existencia y son exclusivas para traer libertad a tu vida. And they're exclusive to bring liberty to your life. Um, estas leyes son creadas una vez que somos maduros y sepamos legislarlas. Um, Those laws are for once you became mature and you learn how to legislate. So I'm going to declare the first law. So I call your spirit to the attention of the blueprint, blueprint of the Father. I called you to a new wave of intimacy of God, the Father in heaven. I called from the heart of the Father to the profound of your heart for our relationship with him. I called you to open your heart. I called you to open your eyes. So you'll receive his love and you'll give him your love. I called the removal of the orphan mask that it's been hidden in us through the religion state. I called to the existence a surgery by the angels of God, of an open heart, to remove the hardness of the wound hearts. I call, I call the, the, the angels to destroy the jokes and to remove the heaviness of the slave mentality. I call the law of the new beginning to your life. I call for the love of the Father, come and heal every bo broken heart of every broken part of your heart, mind, and emotions. I call the manifestation, the healing of the Father. So heal everything and your family and every part of your life, your marriage, your children's, your friends, your church. We establish the law of the new beginnings. Yes. I call the foundation of rest to be establishing you. And we thank God for entering you in a new beginning of rest. Father, we trust you. And we choose to receive the rest of heaven. I call the revelation of the meaning, the multidimensional meaning of the rest. And I call the revelation of the nature of the rest through the love, peace, and joy of the Father, the Holy Spirit, and the Son. I call the manifestation of rest to refuel your atmosphere, your spiritual places that you live, that you work, with the blessing of the rest. I call the rest to go more over, over, over more than you can even imagine. 
I called you to have an encounter from the throne of the Father to the throne of the grace so you'll find your own rest. I called your spirit to move, live, and exist in the rest of the Father. I call the manifestation of a profound and hide and may your rest be revealed to you. I call the manifestation with the encounters with people, the or in desert, for an opportunity of you minister them a hope of rest. I call the manifestation of a new level conscious of rest. And you be procur- pre- precursor, precursor of the rest. I call the manifestation of a life of love, being loving love. And this is the manifest of the rest. Amen. We're done. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys. Bless you guys. Who here? Uh, who here is willing to? Uh, okay. Who here is willing to add an amen to having a year of rest? Amen. 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 The amen that the church says to these declarations is a big deal. It's a big deal. It uh, it joins us with the promise. Rest. Rest. So, amen. Thank you, guys. Then when you when you enter in a rest. God can do everything, everything that he needs to do with you. When you're not resting, he's in trouble. He can't do many things because <laughs> you're busy. You don't have his attention. But this is a, an amazing key to hear more clearly the Holy Spirit voice. Be in rest. To, to engage, be in rest. Rest in his love. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Well, bless you, guys. Thank you so much. And thanks for being here. And uh, the rest of you, thank you for coming. Thanks for for joining with us. Uh, Praise God. All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to, and and this would be weird to do otherwise uh, as far as, I'm going to ask the Lord that we have a short ascension. (laughs) Now, why would you do that? Well, uh, I I, I want us to, instead of uh, making tonight's ascension a whole separate issue, I want us to reap the benefit of it in a simple way. Now, uh, I don't want anybody to feel any pressure. And probably by saying that, that increases the pressure. <laughs> what I mean is you don't have to speak. You, you don't have to. There, there's no secret formula that you don't know that we're going <laughs> to engage in. We are going to take advantage of the fact that Jesus has died and rose again and ascended, and is with the Father. But he also lives in me and in you, and we live in him. And, and, and Paul goes on later, after Jesus said all those things, uh, like in John 14, Jesus said, in that day you'll know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Now, the disciples didn't know that, but, but that day was the day that the Holy Spirit was going to pour out and reveal these sort of things to people. Later on, Paul taught that Jesus is seated in heavenly places. Okay? He also taught that you and I are complete in him. Now, that deserves a lot more study because 
we're still in process. But it's sort of like that, that amazing de- declarative statement in Second Corinthians chapter 5, that God was in Christ reconciling the whole cosmos to himself. So from God's point of view, through the work of his Son, who is seated at his right hand, he can glance over there and know with a fresh look that he is reconciled to the whole cosmos. But the very next sentence, Paul acknowledges that it's up to us to be reconciled to him now. And it makes perfect sense if you just slow down and think about it. Because if God wasn't reconciled to everybody, nobody could force that. God has reconciled the whole cosmos to himself. And now it's up to us to step into and enjoy and experience that reconciliation. And one manifestation of that is the ability to have access to see and experience things beyond this world. And you get to do it without having to be stoned, like Stephen was. I wasn't trying to make a joke, but the, the, the price for that is not martyrdom. The price for it is humility and belief. Okay? All right. Well, Father, it's been a, a great delight to come into this place of rest. And the thing about being in your eye, Lord, that stirs so much up in me. Uh, we, we, we are objects of your, or your gaze, but we also are being given the privilege by being in that eye to see people and things in the world around us the way you do. That'll change everything, Lord. That'll change everything. So I ask in Jesus' name that the reality of being able to see as you see and then react to that will grow in our lives, Lord. It doesn't matter where we're at now. We'll just take one more step up in being able to see as you see. And and I can can ask and, and begin to feel the the work that the Holy Spirit is doing in everybody's life in this room to be able to say with Jesus, I only do what I see the Father doing. And that these words are not my own, but it's the Father working in me. And there's a bubbling up sense of that. There's a there's a pro- producing sense of that. And so I thank you for this vision of this place that is entered through the tribulation and torment or not torment the turbulence of this world through the veil of Jesus, where we find rest, perfection, and laughter in our communion with you, Jesus. And I pray that our lives would begin to manifest that in their own unique way, in our own unique circumstances, that we would manifest uh, the perfection that there is in you, that we would manifest the rest that you have called us to and legislated over us. Uh, Father, help us take seriously tonight that you have released a decree or a declaration over us for rest. I pray that it begin even tonight. I pray that we wake up uh, rested, maybe even sleeping in, in ways that are uncharacteristic of us, Lord, just as a sign, as a symbol, as a wonder about the reality of the rest that was released over us tonight. We say yes to it. We thank you for it. And we know that it is because of the mighty finished work of Jesus and the great love of the Father and the ever-present Holy Spirit in our lives that we enjoy these things. So we thank you. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. Thanks.